0: Welcome back. I'm here today with Brad Bateman. He's the CEO of Dome Technology. Brad, welcome to today's show.
1: Thank you, Alan. It's good to be with you.
0: So, for the listeners, before we get into the what exactly Dome does, I'd like to start with your background, your education, career. You know the the story, life story that brought you where you are
1: today. Yeah, you bet. You know, my history is probably similar to a lot of Americans. It's a little bit of hard work and some luck. Uh, as a boy, I grew up on a dairy farm in Star Valley, Wyoming. And there I learned to work really hard uh, in preparation to serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I needed to get a job to pay the bills, to, to pay for my mission. And prior to that, my father had just passed away. And so I actually got a job working for Dome Technology as a laborer when I was 18 years old. And they sent me around the world doing work, uh, construction work, heavy, heavy rebar and concrete construction work. After that, I served a mission for the church, came back. Um, Got an engineering degree, civil engineering degree, masters in structures, and then and then I started working for a firm that did again work for Dome Technology, but this time as a design engineer. And I grew into that role, and I did I led the design team that worked on the projects all around the world, and I would help negotiate those contracts with the customers and meet with their local design engineers to get the projects in play so they could be executed. And then over time, I grew into the role as CEO, and I've been there ever since. It's been a wonderful experience. So now Dome is in, what, some 30 countries around the world? Yeah, we've built built in 35-plus countries. So we've had exposure in a lot of different environments and cultures. So what exactly does Dome Technologies do? Yeah, we have a... We have a couple areas of emphasis that we spend our that we spend our time in. Number one is our the industrial bulk bulk storage facilities, and they're generally at port port facilities or inland terminals. And an example of one of these would be for bulk sugar. Sometimes people think, well, I just get my sugar for my coffee and pour it, or my drink and pour it in my drink. But we actually build the facility to handle and store that sugar. In very very large facilities, or coal, or cement. Or fly ash, clinker, fertilizer—anything that's a dry product, that's a powder or a granular product—we can handle and store that product. And we've built them for p- customers all over the world.
0: So, um, uh, th- when you when you started with Dome, uh, right out of school, yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, tell me the process that Dome does when they put a structure up. Yeah, it's yeah. a
1: unique construction process, uh, and that's probably where we're really different than a lot of other industrial builders so there's a ring foundation that we build it's similar to other types of silo structures but then we attach a fabric air form it's a PVC membrane and it's bolted to the foundation and then we turn on some very large inflator fans that inflate this structure and it becomes the shape of the dome and then the, and, the, and then the construction work is completed from the inside. We spray urethane foam and concrete and the concrete becomes the structure the finished structure, Um, and the air form just makes the shape. And then after it's finished, you can place conveyor trusses on top to convey the material in into the storage, and tunnels are placed to remove the material from the inside. And so one of the advantages of that system is you can do work in the rain. And so if it's raining outside, you're inside of an enclosed building, so it's a nice environment to work. And it, it probably takes a lot less time to yeah, it does structures up it does yeah there's the construction time is shorter and it's safer because you're in an enclosed environment outside of inclement weather you know so now for,
0: for listeners that may be considering purchasing one of these domes uh, you know uh, you know can you can you help them understand I guess what what the right type of client or person that you seek in there is it just anybody that wants to come do this or who, who's your ideal?
1: Yeah, great. So generally, it's people that are going to own or operate a a terminal that's going to handle really large products, really large quantities of product for bulk materials, for cement, for example. you want to have a cement terminal, you're going to bring cement in by train or truck, and you want to sell it to other distribution centers. Then we'll build a dome and the facility to handle it. In addition to that, some of our customers have been, um, we've done work for the storm shelter initiatives in some of the different states to protect communities from tornado or hurricane events. And there's been funding from the government that communities have applied for, and we've gone in and built these structures so that when a tornado comes, the communities can use it as a safe room, a shelter. And so we've done that. That's a smaller aspect of our business, but we've been involved in that as well. So that's kind of a two-pronged approach to our business.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm visiting here today with Brad Bateman. He's the CEO of Dome Technologies. Brad, I need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Since you can't take your wealth with you, spend time with your family. Welcome back, and busy here today with Brad Bateman. He's the CEO of Dome Technologies, and, and Brad, the first segment, we're talking about what exactly Dome did and, and, and putting up structures. But I want to I want to roll into this segment uh, your drivers in life. Here you. Came as a a, a basically a line worker, and you moved all the way up to CEO. But when it comes to getting to know Brad, you know what 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 drives you?
1: That's a really wonderful question. I had the same question asked to me by a gentleman in South Korea that was a client, and I told him, and this is my answer: first, first and foremost, is my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Second, my family, and then third. I want to, I want to help people improve themselves. And, and I I try to keep those in that right order. And so as I've, as I've worked in industry from different levels, those around me, if I can help them improve themselves, I find that very fascinating. And I want to spend time doing that with people. And so it's difficult to have the correct balance, right? You know, sometimes we work too much and our family suffers and I always try to keep that balance right. But I would say that those really are my three my three fundamental drivers in life that give me focus and direction.
0: You know, it's it's hard in this busy world that we live in as technology increases it seems to really shorten the the time uh turnaround time as such but how do you how do you manage to balance life?
1: Yeah, it's difficult no doubt. Technology has actually made it easier in some fashions. If you're out of town and you want to pray with your children, you can do it via FaceTime, right, you know? But I've found for myself that you want to get more done, there has to be a system and a process in place to manage it. It can't be just a, a free-for-all. And so I, I'm a, the engineering background in me helps me want to be more process-oriented. So I'm quite systematic. Um, I've, if there seems to be a problem and things are falling apart, what's the system can help refine the process so that there's less wasted time, there's more efficient use of time inside my own personal life and also in the company. And so balancing that is difficult, but I've found ways to implement systems in my own life to keep track of. For example, it's pretty simple. Your email inbox can be a to-do list or it can be a big mess. So for me, it's, if there's less email in there, the better because it's been removed. So systems to keep track of things that need to be done are very important in this busy life that we have. So, Brad,
0: when you're uh, the, when you when you're coming back to this generation today, you know, how do you advise someone just coming out of school, what to look for, and uh, you know, if you were mentoring a, a individual getting ready to start a business, what advice would you have for them?
1: Yeah, I think a couple points of advice. Number one, keep the balance and and have them defined in your life. What are the most important things? Second, be willing to work hard, and. Hard work's going to drive success. It will drive success. Uh, and, it can, and hard work can throw you out of balance, as we know, right, in this difficult world we live in. But as you're, as you're focused on the important things, especially family, and for me, my faith, and then hard work in the professional world, then you can accomplish amazing things, very amazing things, if you're driven and focused in the right direction. But don't lose balance of the most important things.
0: You know, as, as, as we roll back to where we're at today with this economy, do you find businesses picking up, slowing down? Where, where, where are you at with the company growth?
1: Yeah, domestically, we felt we felt the increased comeback in the U.S. Um, luckily, we've been in the international markets, and so that's helped us hedge, I guess you will, against some of the domestic challenges that we've faced. And so when there was trouble in, in the U.S., we had projects in Asia or Europe or South America, but it feels like that things are turning around, especially domestically. It does feel like it.
0: i uh, uh, visiting here today with Brad Baitman, the CEO of Dome Technologies. Brad, I needed to take a quick break, we'll be right back after these messages. I love fishing, you know, with my family. I think it would be easier to use a net. It was so much fun. The times when we are together, it makes it all, all the more worth it. Having dad teach them how to like cast a fly rod. And... As long as we're doing stuff together, we're having fun. Some people see a father and a son fishing together, while others see a succession plan. Welcome back. I'm busy here today, with Brad Bateman. He's the CEO of Dome Technologies, and and Brad. In the earlier segments, we're talking about, you know, uh, Dome's model. Also, we touched base on some of the uh, some of the things that you brought you up to where you are today. And I want to this segment. I want to go back through attributes. You know, one of the things on American dreams that we strive for is really helping to give a perspective that uh, nothing's forever in mm-hmm. life. Sure. We're on a timeline. And as we move through it, we're learning. So when you think about attributes that have brought you to where you are today, what would you say some of the greatest attributes are?
1: Yeah, I think I think maintaining your principles is really key. and And some of those principles for me are honor, respect, kindness. And people respond to those. They respond to it. Um, and I think that's helped shaped me. It's helped shape me. For example, I have we've done quite a bit of work in Asia. And and over there, I've spent time with people. And a lot of times, they'll say, well, you shouldn't talk to that individual on the job site because they're a lower class citizen than you. And I'll always say, that man is my brother. And I will always treat him with respect, regardless of his economic situation. And I found that as I've stood on that principle, that people have responded my counterparts in different countries have responded in kind. Well, if this man, this businessman from America, can treat this individual with respect, so can I. And so, standing on our principles, and I've listed a few, I think really help have helped me shape my my life and my business business profession.
0: Okay, so when um, you know, when you look about it, all the years of the experiences that you've gone through, what's the one thing that you learned over the years that you wish you'd know when you're just starting out?
1: Yeah, I think I, w- I wished I'd have known that things don't always, they're not as always bad as they seem. You get in there and you have a problem that's come up and you're like, this is really bad. How are we going to work through this? It's best just to sit back and say, we'll we'll survive another day or we can work through this difficult challenge. It's not really as bad as it seems. and And then when you think that way, you make decisions more appropriately. You don't make a hasty decision. And if somebody would have told me that when I first started... I'd have been a lot less stressed in life. It's gonna work out some form or fashion, it'll work out.
0: When you think about faith and moving forward with faith into levels of uncertainty, how do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, my my faith is fundamental to my work. And and I think it's good to have it's good to test test the waters, especially professionally, and say where do we move into this new this new market or this new country? But I'm I i I'm convinced and I do know that God is in control of all things. And as we exercise our faith in in something new, if it's going to bless the lives of people that we work with, He's going to help us. And so I leverage that on a on a day-to-day basis. I look for ways to exercise that faith because I know He's going to help us, and He has. And
0: uh, when you're dealing with, you know, it's interesting the fact that, uh, you know, we have so many cultures around the world and the way they do things in different countries are not always the same. Right. How do you how do you acclimate for that or make adjustments when you're in different cultures?
1: Yeah, I I found that sometimes humor is often the best medicine and and I'll even tease I'll even tease the people that I work with that the whiteboard is the universal translator. So I'll use it to draw pictures and to communicate that way, but oftentimes culturally where Where I will meet with groups of people that for a business meeting and they want to drink some type of liquor, for example, or hard alcohol, and I' will say let's which what what can I drink as a substitute and and they're very they're very accustomed to it now, and they so when they go to drink their hard liquor, they'll bring me a sprite or something of that nature, and so I've found oftentimes if you treat the culture with respect and explain your own beliefs or understandings, there's always middle ground, regardless of faith, religion, or experience, there's always middle ground. And what I've honestly found most of it is is when we recognize each other as brothers or sisters and I'll communicate that to people of no faith and they'll say, oh, you are my brother. We're brothers, right? And that's a very common foundation that I've built on in countries all over the world. That we built upon that foundation.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when when you think about it like that, There's something that becomes a different type of connection.
1: Right, yeah. It's not just a business transaction. It's more like, we are brothers, and we can work through difficult things, and this will be a good relationship if we let it.
0: So when, when, when you're doing something in a foreign country, I'm just curious here with dome technologies. Do you bring the big bags to the other countries and blow them up, or do you do everything on site? We what do, to?
1: yeah. We, we, that's, that's the only thing that we'll import, the, the air form. We bring it and we ship it, and then we buy the concrete local. And we use local labor, rebar, of course, local, and the concrete's local. We try to use as much local support as we can. You know you mentioned before that uh you,
0: you do a lot of dry storage containers yeah, yeah and uh but but you also touch a little bit on FEMA too. Do you see that growing the disaster or the doomsday
1: uh I do well, and what we've provided are community shelters that have had tornado issues, you know, and so we we're really not servicing the doomsday market if you will but but communities that are worried about where to go when the tornado comes or where their school kids go when the tornado comes we've built. A lot of facilities in Texas and Florida, Alabama. And for us, that's a neat thing. If we can protect families and families' lives during a difficult time, that's been a really neat thing for us.
0: So I want to I uh, touch on defining success in life. How would you define a successful life?
1: Yeah, I think if I could say my life would be successful if, if my, my children loved me as a father and I was true to my principles and my faith, outside of being driven professionally and wanting to to drive the business, I think that that's important. But the most important thing really is my faith in my family. So if those two are in balance, I've been a successful person. And then if you could be remembered for just one thing in life, what would that be? As a dad, a good dad, I think that'd be it.
0: That's he uh, That's simply put.
1: Yeah. So good to have.
0: Well Brad, I appreciate you being here on today's show and been visiting with Brad Bateman. He's the CEO of Dome Technologies. And for the listeners, if somebody wants to contact Dome, how would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, the best way to do it is through our website. It's www.dometechnology.com.
0: And then uh, and, and then typically they'll uh, it, you'll go anywhere for the the construction. Yeah, anywhere in the world. All right. Yeah. So that uh, Brad, thanks for
1: being on today's show. Thank you.